Have you ever wanted to sell more books and enroll more customers? Or maybe you're looking to find ways to sustain your message and truly make your difference. Hosted by Sean Rosensteel, Authorized is a live collaborative show dedicated to helping self-development authors take their businesses to the next level. Awesome, Ryan. I think we're live here. Welcome That's back it. to the show. We are, we are live. We are rocking. It's great to be here, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, you coming back. Yeah, pleasure to you, be here three times. Three, three's a charm. Yeah, that's right. That, oh, yeah, because you came as a guest appearance during Ryan Lockie's. I uh, did. I did a little sneak attack in there. I, I showed up for for one more awesome author. But that yeah, was this is awesome. my third time. Happy to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. So you were uh, a guest on my first season. We were talking about your book, Be Patient, Be Joyful. No, Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. Be Joyful. Exactly. I mean, all of them, whatever order you want to do it is, is fine. They're all important, <laughs> but you have a very sequential order to that. And I Correct. can appreciate that now that I've actually read the book. I love yeah. that. Book. Awesome. Um, so that was really fun. Today, we're not here to talk about your book necessarily. We're not. We're here to talk about how the heck have you landed close to what, 70 now? Yeah. Podcast appearances over the past few months. Since June. I mean, really, there was, you know, I would say majority, a good 40 to 50 of those were throughout the summer. And I had a pretty robust, what I called my summer podcast tour of awesomeness. Um, and then uh, we jumped into a, a lesser fall tour just because time shifted in my my uh, calendar. But uh, yeah, I mean, so probably about 70 since, since June. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So so we've both been through some book marketing training and, and things of that nature. And obviously, yeah. one of the big common elements of long-term sustainable book marketing is making those appearances on podcasts, right? Totally. And months ago when we had our first interview, I don't remember if it was before or after our interview, but you really helped me with some things because I was just getting started in that process. Yep. And I've, I've maybe landed half of, of what you've done in the past few months. So that's what I really want to focus on today because I think that's a very valuable topic for our listeners, our viewers here. Yep. So kick us off, like, just tell us a little bit about how you got started with your podcast guest initiatives, your tour. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, I mean, really the, the, to start things off, I'll just say to break it down. I mean, it makes sense to get in front of as many people as possible, right? I mean, that's just the kind of where it all begins. Like you said, when you talk about the, the book marketing courses, you have really, the objective is on some capacity numbers. And obviously you want to target an audience that, that is going to align with whatever your message is. Um, but it is also a numbers. It's a combination. Get as get, get in front of as many people as possible that are in your audience, right? So, so it's a little bit of both. Yeah, uh, but right there is an important distinction. It's not just about making an appearance. It's correct. about making an appearance on podcasts that have a, a listenership yep. that are within your ideal reader. Yeah. Base, right? And people that then, and we'll get into this in a minute, but just to kind of piggyback on that for a moment, not only that, but know that you are speaking directly to an avatar to a reader. Like when you're on these podcasts, like this is your time to shine. Like this is the time for you to be the best version of yourself, your, your outfacing self. So people get an idea of who you are, that they're not just necessarily going to um, want to align with their, with your book or your story, unless they can align with who you are and have a, have some sort of a real connection to you. And so that's why I think podcasting guesting is so powerful because it gives you an opportunity to be yourself. Often you're being interviewed. You're able to answer your own questions about yourself, about your book. And it really puts you in the spotlight. And if you can do that with passion and intention and purpose and really with, with the intention of not just selling books, but connecting with the audience, uh, you, you start to build up a, um, a practice in that and you really can reach a ton of people. And they're going to feel more, more genuinely connected to you as a human being as well. Sure. And what I've found too, Ryan, is, is sort of a an ancillary benefit, so to speak, is like it gives you that opportunity to further clarify your own voice. Totally. Yep. Like you mentioned answer your own questions. Like it gives you that opportunity to, it, it gives you the stage yeah. And you get asked these questions that are going to force you to find that voice. So it's practice over time as well for you 100%. as an author. Right? And by the time you get to the 10th, 20th, whatever number you happen to be, your, your tour looks like, um, whenever you get to the end there, I mean, you, you got a lot of the stuff. It's almost like you, you know what's coming next almost in the podcast. And you have your almost in a good way. I mean, as long as it's authentic, you have you, you are practicing your spiel, so to speak. You're practicing what your message is. You're practicing what your book is about. And the more you do it, the more it becomes natural and it just becomes part of a conversation. But it also, you don't have to sit and think about it. You can just present it well. That's um, right. That's right. And I love how you framed this up as your book tour. I actually totally. copied you like verbatim. I now yeah. have a book tour page on my yeah. website and it's just kind of a accumulation 
of all of my podcast experiences. Cause let's face totally. it right now, stages are shut down big time for the most part. Right. So the, the new stage is this virtual environment, whether it's a webinar or a, a challenge or a summit or a podcast guest experience, uh, uh, appearance. Yeah. That's it right now that that is the stage. So I, I love how you frame that into your book tour. Cause it kind of made it exciting, fun cool. to follow. And fun for me, right? So today's stop on the tour is in Canada. Tomorrow's stop of the tour is in Australia. Next stop right. on the tour, you know, I, I was I was all over the world from my from my office here. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So, and, and right now you're in Dallas. Right, exactly. It's, Which it's is nice, so cool. Nice and toasted down here this time of year. <laughs> Not today. Uh, it's a little chilly actually this right. morning. I woke up. I ran at like six a.m. It was thirty-two degrees. Nice. Officially freezing. Officially freezing, and I'm like, man, my winter coat is still packed in storage. Like, what am I doing? But after about the first half mile, mile the numbness set in. I was fine, but you're good to go. Yeah, I was good. Um, I felt like I was waking up again in Chicago. It's really weird. Okay, so well, you set the stage. So to dial, dial it back, I mean, I just just to kind of say, like, how did this start? Like, where did this concept come from? And then to to speak that tour piece, and we may have touched on this on our initial interview, but I'm a huge fan of the band Fish, right? I'm a, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fish, P H I S H. Uh, there, I'm a super fish nerd. If, if there's a couple different things I'm, I'm really nerdy about, it's personal development, it's entrepreneurship, and it's the band fish, right? Those are okay. the three things I could say. I need to stop about. you for a minute. Yeah. I've got to give a shout out to my good friend down in Austin, Texas, Josh Pearson. He has a band called Alive One. Nice. And they are yeah. like the fish cover band? cover band you've ever seen. And this guy, you, you, you got to find him on Facebook. You, totally. He goes live constantly and like what he does and how he emulates Trey. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how talented this guy is. You'll love it. You don't have to sell me. I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to get the details. Now we'll put it in the, the, the uh, comments below or something like that. And I will yeah. absolutely look them up. Yeah. Today. All right. Well, that's a rabbit hole. There may be no. a lot of just fair warning. There may be a lot of rabbit holes in today's conversation, but if you're lucky, because <laughs> that's a sign of a great conversation. All right. Um, so, so what, it, what up, Josh? I, I like your style. That's right. So it stemmed from fish but, and your passion totally. and love and enthusiasm. Well, the reason I brought, yeah, the reason I brought that up is as a fish nerd, really the way fish became as popular as they are. And it's funny because they're either popular, like either you know them and you like them and you love them or definitely know somebody who is, or you never heard of them. Right. Yeah. And I bring that up because they are not, they didn't become famous or popular by selling albums or being on the radio or being on MTV. You know, they started in the late eighties. They started early. Anyway, they became, um, they got signed in the, the late eighties, early nineties, but they did that by touring consistently mm. and playing as many shows as possible and getting in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible and doing what they do best, right? Mm. Putting it all out on the stage and just showing, knowing what their talents are, knowing what their skills are and putting it in front of the, the audience that was there for them and making sure that people who were in front of them, not worried about what the record labels were doing, not worried about what the radio was doing, not worried about what his MTV was doing, but what were the people who were in front of me right now doing? Awesome. And they did that and they did that a lot, right? I mean, I, I forget this is a rough estimate, but in, in like 1994 alone, they had like 250 concerts, right? So, wow. you know, nine tenths of the year they were on stage. So to, and so this, this concept as somebody who follows fish and, and just live music in general, uh, stood out to me is okay. Now we're in this, but you know, it was June. COVID was really just kicking into gear. Lock-in was lockdown was really just happening. I'm like, okay, so how can I get in front of as many people as possible as often as possible? I love how, how you I brought. I love how you brought that lesson of 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 touring and that lesson of consistency through Fish's story into yeah. your podcast efforts. That's really cool. And the thing is, you know, when they started, you know, in the 80s, 90s, there, there was no Internet. They didn't have the opportunity that we have today where we can get in front of literally thousands of people sometimes. Right. Uh, we talked about 50 to 70 podcasts over six to seven months. Let's just say the the, the, the smallest audience I have is, of audio, you know, when, when I was on a podcast maybe with 10 to 50 followers. But the largest one it has has 10,000 followers. You know, you float in there. It's probably an average of about a thousand people an episode, right? So that's an average of fifty to seventy thousand people I got in front of over the past six to seven months. Well, and that just accumulates in stacks. I mean, there's a compound effect because totally. that's so-called evergreen now. So all right. of those seventy interviews are forever accessible on the web, assuming those guests or assuming those hosts keep their podcast that. maintained and up to totally. date. But that is so incredible because that just stacks and stacks and stacks and your message, your story, your book just your continues book. to reach more readers. Yeah. And you are, um, you're, you're purchasing real estate, right? You're, you're, you're purchasing content real estate in the grand scheme of things. It's like, okay, if I bought 
um, a law, a, a plot in downtown New York City in 1920, whatever it would have been, you, you, obviously worth millions of dollars right now. So 60 years from now, whatever number you want to use, uh, how many views will your, your, if you're on X amount of podcasts, how many times could you have been heard? How many books could you be sold? How many right. new members of your audience can you find, right? And, and allowing time to kind of like- I love that. And I almost look at it as you're leveraging other people's real estate. 100%. Right? And you yep. have no ownership. You have no maintenance of it. It's, it's just, you're, you're leveraging other people's platforms. It's just time. And it doesn't even right. physically, it doesn't cost you any money either, by the way. Right? right? Especially for, so for some of us who we might've just put in a book, we, we've been bootstrapped just to get there or whatever. You started your own business or if you're whatever you're doing. Uh, did not necessarily have to pay for advertising. This is another great way to get in front of a lot of people. And it just, it, it takes some diligence and some focus and some communication and some time. But the, you know, from a, from a financial standpoint, it's also very, doesn't cost you anything. Right. No, that's awesome. Okay. So here you were back in June, you've got this book. Yep. You're looking to go on this summer tour. So to yeah. speak. did you have a target in mind? I and mean, did you set like a quantitative number of how many appearances you'd like to make? Or did you just say, I'm just going to go at this and be consistent? Yeah. I literally just kind of started one day, but wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't even so much of a plan as much as I started off with like one or two. And then that's kind of when the plan started, if that makes sense. Like once mm -hmm. I kind of started doing it, once I, once I reached out to one or two, podcast I, I turned into four or five to 10 to 20 type of thing and i just was constantly it was it was a daily part of my regimen okay so i think one of the most difficult things at least in my experience was getting started yeah like anything else right and momentum takes shape and you and you start to gain some traction with it so how did you go from like here's my idea i think i want to go get on a podcast or two to wow i'm booked what yeah. did that look like for you just getting started yeah, just getting started. I mean, I really just, it was, as with most things, first of all, it's always just take any step, right? For, for those of us who are, have any challenge with, with make, taking action, just take one and, and see what it feels like, see what it looks like, and then take it again. Take the same one a second or third time, right? So I, I think I initially, um, I, I, I think I initially just saw, I started on Facebook, to be honest with you. I, in fact, now that, just bring it all back in the noggin here. I started on Facebook. Uh, there are Facebook groups. I, I literally, if anybody out there is watching this, they're, they're not sure where to start. You can go onto Facebook. And if you just go into the search feature and start and search podcast, uh, guest, like that's all you have to type in and you'll, you'll show, like, I think there's, I think we, we talked before there's, there's four or five prominent ones, but there's probably about 10 to 15 at least out there. And these are groups that you, you log into. I mean, you, you have to sign up to typically say, I want to be a part of, cause I'm not, they don't want people spamming. But you go in there and it's made up of hosts. It's made up of guests. It's made up of professionals who want to be guests. And you go in there and there are people saying, you know, there's a hashtag, you know, maybe become a guest or be a, go be a guest or be a, don't be a ghost, be a guest or be a host. Uh, and you just, you know, there is a community. There is conversations. You do go in and you say, okay, here's my background. Here's what I am. Here's what I'm looking to promote. And, and you, to your point earlier, you don't want to just reach out to everybody. If somebody says, I got a podcast on aliens, uh, and your book is not about aliens. You're not going to say that. You want to be on that. I've had that happen to me. You were on aliens? No, I, I politely declined. But it's interesting what what kind of feedback you receive, right? Yeah. Just for the benefit of our viewers and listeners here, because I made a post in the authorized community a few weeks ago about this. And, and Ryan, you may have different experiences and I want to hear about it. But the, there, there's four groups here that I found to be very helpful. Uh the first one's called Podcast Guest Collaboration. The next one's called Podcast Guest Connection. The next one is called Podit-Podcast Guest Interviews. And then the final one is I'll Guest for that podcast. So do nice. those kind of ring a bell? They're all kind of similar. Definitely. But yeah, definitely. So the, uh, I haven't done the, the fourth one. So that one's newer to me. Uh, but Podit, I actually discovered because of Facebook. And that's why I was remembering when we were talking about this a minute ago. Uh, Podit in itself is its own website. And right. so there's two that I've used. And I uh, want to talk about that in a minute. But, yeah. but if you don't mind, let's stay for a second on these Facebook groups. Sure. So they're easy to find. And each one of these groups has their own guidelines yep. for how they want you to be posting your uh, desire to appear on a podcast. Totally. So they all kind of have a template. And in many of these groups, you can just copy and paste the template and then fill in the blanks yep. and post, post it up and see what comes back. Yeah. And what I've found is like, I typically will go in once or twice a week and sure. submit another post. Now, some of these groups only want you posting like once every week or two. Others are like, do it as many times as you want. Yeah. But it's the frequency of staying up on that feed, I think that's important totally. if you're looking for that guest opportunity, right? 
And I, well, I think, yeah. So from a, from my experience, the posting, if you're, you're actually creating your own posts, like, Hey, looking to, looking to guest type of a thing, like that's your, I would say you're right. Not more than one or twice a week. That being said, there are hundreds, sometimes what feels like thousands of of hosts out there. uh, And so you could spend all day, every day commenting on their posts, right. And saying, if they're saying, Hey, looking for a guest, looking for a guest, and just just go on there and you kind of have your bio kind of set up on one screen. And you go through there and you can comment on there all day long. You could spend two or three hours. Now, the other two things that I would say about that is just to kind of enhance your experience from a social standpoint. Uh, you know, there is some some social skills involved in this, meaning, and it's easy. Anybody can do it. it just takes a little practice. But if you um, were, on a get, were on a podcast and you later when you're coming back through looking for more hosts and you see a host that you were on leaving a comment like, Hey, I'm looking for guests. Be sure you like that comment to be sure you leave a comment saying, um, you know, like their post. Leave I a had comment. an amazing experience. An amazing experience. Right. Yep. If you did, yeah, this person was a great host because that's going to make them say, do the same thing for you. Yeah. So, so you're contributing back to the community, number one, totally. but also you're, you're, you're building and deepening that connection with these hosts, which is important. Expressing gratitude for them giving you that opportunity, which is important Yep. from your experience, Ryan, because I, I like what you just said. I have been, going on the offense and just posting things, kind of throwing a line in the water and seeing if the bobber moves, right? Yeah. But I love what you just said, and I haven't done that, which is you can go and spend a little time searching for uh, hosts who are looking for guests. So based on those two different avenues, which one, like does one work better than the other in your experience? Yeah, I, well, from my experience, it was B. From my experience, so instead of casting a line into empty water, just go get the bite. That's in the mm-hmm. water in front of you. You know what I mean? It's like there's all sorts of hooks in the water already. So be the fish, not the fisherman. Um, right. You know, type and of how much time do you spend a day or a week on average, like perusing through the posts and, and, and communicating with hosts? Yeah, I mean, depends how fast you're. So I'm not the fastest typer in the world, but uh, I mean, when I was like kicking the, the tour into gear, I would spend a couple hours, I don't know, definitely hours a week. You know what I mean? An hour a day, maybe by the time I'm going through each one and kind of because there's a, a couple different groups. Uh, you want to just make sure your your posts are good. You want to, and then sometimes you, you need to scroll down. Uh, and real quick, before I forget, the other piece to commenting on a host's um, post or and, and leaving a comment and liking it is and and saying something nice about it is then when other hosts come on here and they're just kind of scroll, scrolling through the pages, they they begin to see you over and over again. You, you become familiar to them, and now you've they've seen that you've been on. You're hey, he said thank you to this host. You said thank you to this host. You said this guy's been on a lot of podcasts. Let me reach out to him. And the funny thing is, I'll say, you know, by the end of my tour, I started, I didn't even have to do posts anymore. I had people just reaching out to me on Facebook and on email. Hey, saw you this, saw you this. And I started, I started getting stuff that I didn't even sign up for. People asking me just to be a guest on their, their podcast. Well, I think you made a really important distinction a, a few minutes ago when you mentioned coming, following up and, yep. and, and interacting or thanking them or giving them a, you know, hey, I was here on your podcast, great experience. You're a great interviewer. It was so much fun. Thanks for the opportunity. The follow-up portion yeah. of that is, is such an important piece of it, uh, which I think is important. And it makes the hosts feel extra good about having you as well, right? They're afterwards, they're kind of like, yeah, you know what? That was a good conversation. Or oh, I do like, and then, and then they're going to comment and, and, and reply on it. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for saying so. It was great to have you as well. Blah, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. Social proof of your connection. Yeah. And what's interesting is you've been gracious enough to refer me to a handful of podcast hosts over the past few months to help me out. And anytime I connect with a host, like shortly before our interview, they're like, oh yeah, Ryan, because I bring you up, obviously. Of course, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, Ryan was like, he was like the best guest I've ever had. (laughs) And it's probably a lot, it's a lot to do with you, obviously, because you're an amazing human being, but I will say it's most likely too because of that follow-up, because of the social proof, that aspect that you provide after the podcast, yep. that follow-up component is so important. So you've and got this holistic 360 degree experience when when I'm having you as a guest on my show. Yeah. So important. And it's all the same thing, right? I mean, and so to those points of social proof and gratitude and, and response, I mean, that's who you want to be when you're connected. This, uh, just as a quick tip, right? For anybody else out there, that's who you want to be when you're on these podcasts anyway. That's how like, you want to be always. As a human being. Exactly, right? It all comes from a good point. But I'm saying yeah. for this, right? When you're connected with humans, you do want to show up in a space of gratitude. Like this is their, their show. You do want to show up thanking them. And, and this is they're allowing you into their house and agreeing to put you in front of their audience, which they are working hard to build and working hard to, to create and 
all these different things. And so take that, you know, into true consideration when, when you're there. That. I think one of the things we may have missed about you investing some time scrolling through what's available is the time it takes to do due diligence, to click over, open Apple or spot, whatever it is, and say, hey, what's the description on their podcast? Who's Who are the guests that have been on the podcast? And is this the right place for me to be talking about my message and my book and delivering value back to them? Are they in my ideal reader? Yeah. Are they my persona or not, or my avatar, as you as you mentioned? Yeah. So, so there is a little time component because it's more than just looking at their post saying, I need a guest. Right. You want to take that initial uh, additional step and, and investigate whether or not that podcast is a good investment of your own time. Otherwise, totally. you're wasting the host time, your time, and the audience's time. Right. I did get on one podcast. Uh, I think it was just some miscommunication type of thing. I mean, I was cool with it. Uh, super like like he it was actually funny. And I'll, I'll try to make the story brief as I started it. But anyway, it ended up being like a paranormal type of a thing and like this and kind of a, a interesting guy. But he didn't even know that I was a life coach. Like somehow, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we got booked by somebody. I really, I don't remember. But I remember getting on. He was like almost disappointed. Like, oh my gosh, now I'm on with a life coach. I don't even know what this means. Like, And his his energy was like kind of mad to start it. And I totally, like, I felt it. And I was like, this is going to be the best. You know, this is my opportunity. This is my challenge. So like, listen, I'm going to make this guy love not only me, but life coaches in general. And just know <laughs> I'm going to take this whole thing around, right? Because he had this kind of pessimistic perspective. Yeah. Um, and, it, and afterwards, like, and, and we did. And it was awesome. And I was just like, yeah. He's like, he's like, so why, you know, I don't know, like my wife telling me what to do. Why would I want a coach telling me what to do? I was like, all right, man. I was like, you know, that's not what we do at all, first of all, right? So anyway, that's not what this call is. This call he's, is. he's like, oh, you're a life coach. I thought you said life ghost. Right. That's right. <laughs> I was so excited. I, I thought you were Bigfoot. I was completely confused. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we did turn it around and it, was, and it was great. And by the end, he's like, oh my gosh, because you know what, Ryan, I really, and this is even, I think he says on the podcast, I really wasn't expecting much out of this and uh, like ended up being. So I say that now also there's an opportunity. If for whatever reason you end up not doing your diligence, end up somebody, that's not a reason to say this sucks and I'm not going to do it. That's a reason for you to step up your game and, and look for the opportunity for growth. Right. No, I love that. I love that. Okay. So you got involved with some Facebook groups. And, and by the way, I think we should mention too, because you mentioned Podit, Podit a few moments ago. Yep. And Podit is a, a very a thriving Facebook community and a group. But Podit is actually its own website platform yeah. that has hosts and guests yeah. collaborating. It's it's like a dating website for That's hosts it. and pod. Yeah. That's it. Matchmaking, exactly. Yep. So there's a free and a paid version. Uh, I recently signed up for the paid version. And what, what really drives me nuts, Ryan, is like I go on. What, what's neat about that community, that, that website, is when a host matches with a guest on the dashboard, when you log in, free or paid doesn't matter. It says like recent interviews. And I'll go in there to do a little offense and I'll see your mug <laughs> sitting there. Recent interviews, Ryan and this podcast. And then I'll go in a couple of days later, there's another one. I'm like, son of a. You got to get out there, man. Work the tour. Work the tour. It's amazing. It's amazing. Fish would be proud, man. Yeah, I hope they so, are. So there's Pod It, which has been. Uh, very beneficial to me. Yeah. So, so, and, and I don't, I can't speak yet to the paid version of it because I just signed up for that a few weeks ago. Now the paid version so far in my experience gives you more features as a user. And I think they call it a rock star on that one. Rock right? star, yep. You become a rock star once you. Yep. The, so, so are you a rock star or are you a free user? I am both meaning I don't pay, but I'm, <laughs> okay. You don't need Potted to tell you you're right. Rock, I, don't, right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so you've been doing all of this as a free user, correct? Okay, cool. Yeah. What has your experience been with Potted? Mine's been overall very positive. Yeah, overall positive as well. I think it's a great community. I think when I first and again, there's been a lot of time for growth. I think particularly um, this is becoming a trend, and so over the past six seven months, they've they've grown. And I think they were newer when I first started as well. So there were some quirks kind of on the back end and through the messaging and through some, some of the stuff. So if I'm being, you know, completely just, um, I don't know, whatever, I, I, like a real opinion, like a overall very positive experience. 
I think there was, um, you know, sometimes I don't always get notified, but the notification aspect of connecting with other people and messaging, I think that there's some backend things, opportunities from growth there. Yeah, but they, they you, know, work. you can't even create a paragraph in that messaging app of theirs. Yeah. Like every time I write a sentence, I'm like, enter, and I'm like, oh, and then I yeah. end up sending some, somebody like that, some poor like host, like 14 messages. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some opportunity for growth there, right? Yeah. Uh, as with any any business, right? You're starting stuff up, yeah. you're trying to figure it out as you go, especially as more people get on. Um, but overall, like really very positive. The people that I met on there, um, even and on their Facebook group has been is great. There's that one. And then the other one that I use is called podmatch.com. And they were brand new. I was literally like one of the first five to 10 people on there, like as far as guests go. Uh, the guy had messaged me, like literally, in fact, I was there the day they launched. Like he hadn't launched. He messaged me on LinkedIn. He said, I guess because I had been promoting my tour on LinkedIn. And he goes, hey, man, you know, we're doing this thing. And so he messaged me and I've gotten on there. I, I would say it's um, it's great. It's growing. I've seen them. They've got thousands of, of hosts and, and guests at this point now. So it's certainly worth checking them out. Again, stuff they're figuring out back on the back end. Sometimes the communication between isn't perfect yet. So there's opportunity for growth there. But um, it's kind of it's like, you know, there's different styles. So there's different styles of the platforms, right? Pod, it feels like a little bit more. And I don't mean this negatively, even in the slightest, but whereas um, uh, MySpace was kind of big and fluffy, like, you know what I mean? Like um, aesthetically and your user friendliness. And whereas LinkedIn is maybe a little bit more thin or I don't know, just like the style is, is different, right? Sure. So there's different stylistic of the platforms and, and there's something to be said there as well. Okay. So, so pod match. And then I've, so I haven't used that. I'll check that out. I recently signed up as a paid user of podcastguests.com. Yeah. And it's very similar to Podit, but Podit to me is more of like a user. It's more of a platform, whereas Podcast Guests is more of like an email-driven type of exactly. platform. Yeah. And so I I have also, I know podcastguests.com, and I think it's, I have email, I've only, I have, let me dial it back. I've not paid for anything, right? And I've gotten no I've not, I've gotten nothing from them. I submitted to a bunch of, of guests. I send you an email once a week, like, Hey, check out all these hosts, check out all these hosts. And I responded to a bunch of them without paying. And I've never heard back from one. That's wow. My experience in that. Now maybe paying makes a difference. Maybe they put you up. Maybe they're getting thousands because it's been around for a while. Maybe they're getting, you know, hosts are getting thousands of viewers and they're not responding. Um, so I don't, I don't, that's just been my personal experience. It's not bad. It's just yeah. So that was my experience until I did convert to a paid user, I think three weeks ago. And now I heard, you know, now like three or four maybe trickled through. Yeah. I got some responses. Um, so that might be the, the type that might be the one that you definitely want to pay for. And, and you know, the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So this is really good information, right? So you go out and search for the types of podcasts that would be in alignment with your book, your message, whatever yep. it may be. You're looking on Facebook primarily, as well as some of these other platforms. We talked about Podit. We yep. talked about uh, Podmatch. Podmatch.com, yep. And, and, and Podcast Guests. And I'm sure there's a slew of others that we haven't yeah. heard of. Um, okay, so you're out there. Tell me about how you approach the communication. Like, you know, cause for me, this is a form of cold calling. I've never been comfortable with, you know, going door to door or cold calling like that to me has always been really intimidating. Sure. So how do you, how do you approach the messaging? Cause, cause now you've got traction, you've got history, credibility, experience. People look you up, they're like, oh gosh, this guy's, you know, all over the tour thing, right? <laughs> He's a rock star. <laughs> Even though his, his badge on pot, it doesn't say so. Not say it apparently is anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, so, but, but how do you approach that? If you're just starting out, are you just messaging them cold saying, Hey, here's who I am, what I do, the book I published, and here's the value I believe I can bring to your audience. Let me know if it's a fit. Totally. Hmm. So two things, one, people who host podcasts need content and they want to have stuff that their guests are going to want to listen to. And they don't necessarily, they're, they're building a business, they're building their podcast, they're doing these different things. They don't necessarily want to have to go out and look for people if that, you know what I mean? So if you, if you approach them that you are, and, and you are, by the way, generally you have to want to be and be, but offering, you're bringing something to them. It's not a cold call. Like I'm trying to sell you on me as much as like, listen, I have something for your, for your listeners. I have something that is going to benefit the people that, and that's why you do, to your point, you do your diligence, you find out who their audience is. Um, and you you go to them with authenticity, with gratitude, and with intention of bringing the most awesome. You know, you like fish. 
bringing your best self to the show and say, here's where it is. Here's who I am. Here's what I have to offer. It's still cold calling. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's not because they are, they've signed up for pod pod it. They've signed up for pod match. They, they put the post on the Facebook group. Yeah, they're, they're, in there. There. They're, asking. they're They're saying, Hey, I'm looking for guests. I'm looking for guests. I'm looking for guests. So it's not like you're just showing up and somebody's not looking for guests. And you're saying, Hey, let me be your guest. Right. They're looking anyways. You just need to show them why you're awesome. So I love, okay. So, so it makes it easier when they're out there welcoming or inviting that. Have you gone out cold to a podcast, like a really popular podcast that maybe doesn't need a guest because they're backed up, their schedule's full. They've got, you know, 500 positive reviews on iTunes and they've got a hundred thousand people subscribed. Like, yeah. have you gone out to anyone beyond the sphere of these groups in these websites? Okay. Uh, I maybe if, if I have a little bit, I can't say that I have with, with any particular success. And by the way, that's not a reason not to, right? I mean, that just, right. just from, from a time frame point, I found out what was working for me and I was, it was a numbers game, but at the same time, you know, if playing the numbers game, and this is really just a, a rabbit hole, so to speak, uh, if you were to, instead of doing anything that we just spoke about, to your point, find, let's say 20 podcasts like that and build up a practice of reaching out to them. And maybe you're going to only land five instead of 50, but those five are going to have 500,000 people versus the 50,000 people. You know what I mean? Sure. No, and you can build up a practice. You can build up a spiel. You can build up a, a marketing technique for those. So I wouldn't say that's a reason not to do it as much as I just kind of went for the low hanging fruit as quick and, and because I could get the most bang for my buck. Sure. In a single day. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. What do you look for? Like when you go out and you see someone wants a guest and you go do your due diligence, you look at the description, you look at some guests that have been on the show before. Like, what is it that you're looking for specifically when you investigate whether or not a podcast is a good match for you? Um, you know, to be honest with you, Sean, I, I do, I like to get in front of as many people as possible. I think as long as the people seem like they're um, kind and connected and, and have good intentions in their podcast and it can be a fun time. I mean, as long as there's something that I'm not offended by anything that they're doing or saying, and on some level, I mean, so my message is, Patience is presence, is joy, it's creativity, it's intention, it's for entrepreneurs, it's for anybody who's um, looking to live life on purpose. And so that's a lot of us, right? And so I was in a space where I knew there was a lot of, I mean, like I said, all these different podcasts kind of spoke to a lot of their audiences. So for me, what it's not know so much what I'm looking for, if anything, is I'm looking for what I don't like, right? So if there's any red flags, otherwise I'm going to reach out. And I'm going to leave it in the point where you don't want to bother people if it's clearly not for them, right? You don't want to, again, if it's going to be a completely different topic altogether, don't waste their time with, with your message on Podit or your message on Facebook, right? Um, but if it's kind of borderline and maybe there's just some other synergies, you never know where it's going to go, uh, I would let them then decipher, right? Is this the, is this guy right for me? Is this guy not, you know, or gal not right for me? Um, but if, if you see, like, you know, if there's a 40% match, right, they're 40%, okay, I think that, you know, there's a, certainly 40% of their audience or whatever, I, I connect with this person. It, it can't hurt my opinion to reach out. Sure. That makes sense. So so tell me about how your book plays into this, because I remember like when we first started communicating, you shipped a signed copy of your book to me. Yeah. So which is amazing. I don't do that. It, yeah. It, like I very gently ask, hey, if you want a PDF or an audiobook version, I can make that available to you. Just let me know. And I find that the people who say, yeah, I would love that, I'll send it to them. And then right before our interview, they're like, I'm so sorry, I haven't had the chance to read your book. And it's like, I don't expect you to read anything. Right. A lot of pressure for you. You know, don't, don't worry about it. If you ever want it, it's there. But you kind of took everything to the next level by shipping me a signed copy, which is really cool. So is that part of your process to make Definitely. sure that? Yeah, 100%. And there's a couple of different reasons. Again, if, if you're leaving it all on the stage, right, we'll take the fish model, right? The, the people that walk away from a fish concert, they don't just walk away that I heard this band is good. They walk away with an experience. They walk away with what it was, right? And so for me, like when I'm on this, I mean, I have so much confidence in my book. I love my book. I know that it's changed. It literally has changed lives. The the the, the messages that I've gotten back, like blow me away. And I say that with love. And like, that was my intention. Like, so the reflection of my intention in life has been amazing. I had a woman um, recently, I'll just tell you quickly, someone who, they found my book on their deathbed, like the, their mother died and their book was next to them, you know, as wow. they passing, right, within that last week or two. Wow. And so it's like tiny messages like that. It's like, okay, I know why I put this book out there. I know the, the value that's in it. And I want to give it to people. I want it to share a, and 
if again, going back to the reason why I kind of started looking to this podcasting guesting thing to begin with is these are all people who have a voice and have an audience, right? So they are literally an influencer of some sort. What that level of influence is, is, you know, is going to vary, but giving my book physically and knowing what it is and knowing that it is something that they can read in, in a half hour if they want to, and knowing that it is something that you can open at any point. And I, like, I, I know that it is the product where people are going to at least glance at it and get something out of. Sure. And knowing that these are people who have some sort of an influence or an audience and a voice that they're sharing regularly uh, to actually make sure that they have a copy of my book with an, with an authentic note in it from me to them, thanking them for having me, uh, allow, you know, asking if I can be on the show again or whatever, or, you know, how can I serve you best from here? Like authentic gratitude and intention connection. Um, I think that is my, my intention in that is to get my book to more people. So not only did you have a positive experience with me on your podcast, and then not only did you get a copy of my book, but let's say three weeks later, four months later, you have a different guest on and you're talking about something else. You're going to say, you know what? I, I got this book that I got right. And there, now you're, now you're on two episodes, right, right. That are evergreen that are showing up later. Uh, yeah, so I, I, is, is leaving something with them. I love that. And, and I love, like I'm picking up your mindset, which I think I share this mindset, which, which is like full measure. Like growing up, I always thought I had an addictive personality and I was, you know, using vehicles that weren't so healthy for me. Right. And and I still have that addictive. I like to devour things and go all, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do yeah. it the right way. So yeah. I love what you're suggesting here. And that's a piece of my process that I haven't done very well, which was like, have a gift show up for them. Totally. Which is so cool. Cause I don't think a lot of people are doing that. And that certainly makes that impression that much more powerful. So I appreciate you 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 sharing that with us. And and there's two sides to it as well. Like to your point, I would say there's I would say majority. I'm thinking out loud here, but so there's a couple different things. One is if I can, I always send them a copy beforehand. But if not, I always send it afterwards, right? So sometimes it's just like we book it, and then I don't necessarily have a conversation with them, and it's going to be maybe this week or tomorrow or three days from now or whatever. We're going to have the the podcast, and they're not going to get my book in time. So then I just I just set it up. Okay, no, it's the case. Then and and then we do it. And then after the, I say, listen, thank you for having me today. I know we talked about my book. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share it with everybody. I'd love to send you a copy as well. Would it be okay if I got your address? Uh, and they always say yes, and I always send them a copy. But two, like in the example of you, if if I was able to send it beforehand, um, and then often sometimes they read it, sometimes they don't. But if they do then you automatically have buy-in on who they are for the, and it makes the conversation that you're having as you're guesting more authentic and more about the book. And, and depending what it's like, so for me again, and this is not like a, I hate to sound all braggadocious, but I mean, I know what, I know what's in the book. I know why I wrote it. I know that I wrote it for me as much as for everybody else. So I know when I give it to hosts that they're often surprised by the value in it. Right. And so when they are surprised and then they, then we have the conversation so many times they've been like, Ryan, you know what? I get books from a lot of people. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to get as much as I got, you know, that type of thing. And therefore wow. you're, you're getting, they're, they're selling your product uh, as they're guesting, as you're guesting for them. Yeah. And one of the neat things too, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I was excited to get your book and I actually went to, you know, I took it as far as taking a photo and posting it. I remember. Yeah. Right. Which, which again is doing that same thing. It's like, hey, with, as a go, as a guest, as a ghost, as a guest now, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. Right. I didn't get on a show yet. He got my book and he's already posting it and showing it to everybody. Right. So I know that there's some sort of social uh, reciprocation there as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that too. I mean, there's a chance that people will be excited like I was and I'm totally. not a social media, uh, you know, I'm more of a private person, but that was really exciting for me. I mean, it's so cool. I want to call this guy out. Yeah. And, for sending this, which is neat. And um, that has also happened many times. Like there, there have been hosts where some, whether it be before or after they do a, a post on social media, it's just it's got this book, check it out type of thing. Right. So there's more free advertising for you. That's huge. Some love. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit, uh, Ryan, about referrals, because I know for me, you and maybe two others, yeah, maybe three others have really gotten my foot in the door and have done a great job of introducing me. And those referrals are contagious because now I get done with an interview and I'm like, oh, I know two or three people that would be perfect for this show. How do you approach referrals? Like, are you asking these hosts if they know other hosts that would like to have you? I mean, do you, do you proactively ask for the referral or is it just coming in organically? I don't slash I think it's a great idea. 
Mm. <laughs> you know, that's something that never really occurs to me. Typically, I have, you know, as I'm wrapping up my calls, um, my go-to has been like, hey, can I get your, I, so questions I ask, like, can I get you, make sure you get a copy of my book. I always let them know that I had a great time, you know, especially, if, you know, that I did. And I'd love to be a guest again, right? So I say that type of thing. But I haven't um, said that, I haven't asked for referrals for other hosts, but I, I just hadn't occurred to me, but I think it's a great idea. And are referrals happening for you? Uh, yeah, not sometimes. Yes, definitely. So I'll get an, an email occasion. just said, uh, in fact, I had one about two weeks ago. Um, and I really haven't been booking much of a fall tour because I've been working on a bunch of different stuff, but I do have, you know, people that say, Hey, I got an email from my friend. So-and-so said you were a great host. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's an important piece of it only because I've seen it work so well and I don't consciously ask, but it's one of the things I'd like to do. Yeah. Once the experience is over is to be a little more proactive about that. And because there is like anything else, there is a community, right? There's a community of hosts. They talk about the gear they're using. They talk about the different platforms for, you know, pushing their podcasts on and they're going to talk about their hosts uh, as I'm right. sorry, their guests as well. Right. And so I, I think it's something I hadn't really thought of, but I think I would definitely, now that you say it, recommend it. So we're post interview here. You, you, you go on a podcast, the podcast is done it gets published. And sometimes that's days, sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, depending on the host's schedule and how backlogged they are. Right. So usually it's not instant, but yeah. unless it's live like this. Because we're rock stars. I'm just lazy and I'm trying to cut down the post production. It's already done. I don't want to hands off, set it, forget it. Still got to rip the audio and get it into, you know, my, my podcast host, but okay. So afterwards they send an email or you see your name tagged on social or whatever, and they make a blurb about it. Yeah. Cause I've seen you do this very well. So then you go ahead and you post as well. Yep. Saying I just went on this podcast or totally. thanks to this host and here's the show and here's what it's about. So, so you're proactive about posting your own content on social media once an episode is released. Absolutely. And you're doing a couple different things. First of all, you are helping the, the host out again. Thank you for having me. So now I'm going to do you a favor and try to get you in front of as many people as possible um, for multiple reasons. One, so they can see my stuff, B, so they can see your stuff. C, so now the more stuff of yours is seen, the more evergreen your content becomes and someone, you know, the more popular you become. And maybe in the future, someone who didn't see my content will see it, right? So it's all about giving, creating, and so that you can then be seen as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I as soon as I do, I put it on Facebook, I put it on Twitter, I put it on um, LinkedIn, and then... Um, I know sometimes I'll do it on Instagram if they, if, if my host kind of has like their own, because Instagram is a little bit weird for me. Like I'm, I'm just not awesome with the phone, the, the way you, you upload content. That's, that's a Ryan thing. Not a, not a Instagram thing. Well, it's um, not as friendly with links either. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And so that, that's a big part. Yeah. No, but, so it's, but sometimes uh, hosts will forward me like a file that I can upload and it's just like a short video, like a short blurb cut out of thing, or they'll, they'll, they'll mention me on their own Instagram thing and I'll just kind of add it to my story so other people can see it. Um, but I also, I set aside a very specific page to your point. Like you, you mentioned kind of, Hey, here's my tour. I have a page on my website, ryanstanley.com. It's like guesting on podcasts. And if you go on there, you can just see every single post. You can see all 70 interviews, uh, from June and you just, and you just kind of scroll through them. I set it up almost like a blog. You just go from whatever day that right. they were launched is whatever day they show up. Yeah. And that's really helpful too, because when you're, when you're pitching yourself to these hosts, oftentimes they want to see how you are on camera or they want to yeah. hear you like they're not only looking for you as an individual but they're looking for your technical setup yeah and what your background looks like and what yeah. your you know how you sound and how's your lighting how's your microphone you know they, they, they want to make sure that the quality is a certain caliber so what's nice about what you're suggesting and what i accidentally stumbled into thanks to your lead was creating this tour page so now rather than saying like oh you know, I, I, these are my podcasts that I like here. Check this out on iTunes. Here's a link to YouTube. Here's this interview over here on Facebook, whatever it is. Now it's just one link. Yeah. And it's got all the stuff kind of aggregated to your point, all in one place. Totally. And you're like, Hey, here, here's proof of my awesomeness. Right. And here's, and here's the different types of people I've connected with and the different types of shows I've been on. And here's my ability to really, um, share my truth. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Very yeah. cool. And and again, it just gives people opportunity to kind of, and by the way, whatever you're, if you're an author, if you're a coach or whatever the reason that you're into the, this um, space, having that on there also just, if somebody who's not a podcast host or whatever just happens to come across your website, it also says, okay, this, this person's 
has experience in being out in the public eye and presenting themselves and connecting with a lot of different people. Clearly, they have an audience. Clearly, they have a networking. You know, they have a network. All the different things. It just adds to your um, your awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So I struggle with this because I'm using primarily Facebook and I think LinkedIn to a lesser extent. And then I do have Instagram and Twitter, but like it's a ghost town. Like I don't even have posts sure. up on those. Do you see a, a, one of these platforms for you getting more traction than others as it pertains to you sharing your podcast interviews? I don't. Is And that's the answer, I, I say that with hesitation, meaning that I'm not, um, I haven't looked too much into the data on it. I feel like, so for my, I'll start with Facebook, right? So Facebook, I post in two places. One, I post on my, my just my personal Ryan Stanley profile, like, hey, I'm a dude from Andale, New Jersey. And then I have my own like coaching page, right? So there's a profile, and there's a page. And I post on both of those. Um, it got to a point where I was like, literally, I was sometimes posting five or six a week right? As I was like really deep into the tour. And like, sometimes I'd be like, have one today, tomorrow, the next day. And then one from a month ago that I recorded would suddenly I'd get in the email. And right. actually, like, so I tried, I wouldn't do more than one a day, but sometimes it was literally, it was every single day. And so friends, family, that type of thing, they're not necessarily going to like every single post. Like, all right, here it is again, Ryan again. But at the same time, a lot of them are clicking on it and looking at it. Or one might look at one, one day and then another one the next day and that type of thing. So interestingly, if I see when I, and I've done my own research in the sense that I'll go back and I'll look at YouTube videos because that's where I can measure other people's data, right? right. So YouTube interviews that I've done, uh, like nine times out of 10, my interviews are some of the most watched, right? They have the most views. Now I, I bring that up in the sense that I, I love to on my Facebook or wherever share the YouTube version. And I, I do that. I like doing that because I can see the results. I can see the the counts. I can see the sure. views. Can see yeah, you can access to those analytics. They're public. Right. As opposed to if I said, if I put an Apple thing or whatever, I can't see if anybody saw it. I can't see if anybody clicked it. I can't see how many views and the picture doesn't come up the same. Right. So there's, there's for me as a viewer and a, as a guest, I, I prefer to share the YouTube videos um, of when, when they're available. So I say that in the sense that my, my point bring that up is I might not get a lot of likes, but then I will notice that people are certainly checking out the YouTube videos, right? I can check that by the count. Right. Of views. Let me ask you a really granular question here. And now we're really getting into the weeds, but when you share on Facebook, a YouTube video, are you making a blurb and pasting in the link and sharing that? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And, and my whole thing was all about the tour, right? That was like, that was my marketing. You know, so I want you to try this because this is something that I've just found. I don't know, maybe in the last year, but like Facebook algorithms, like, you know, you have a page and the algorithms are terrible for people with pages because, you know, you want to penetrate more than one or two percent of your following. You have to pay yeah. just boost it. So what I found, Ryan, and, and I want you to try this because you're kind of into these analytics. Yeah. Obviously, if it's your page, you can see how many people have seen it, engage with it, et cetera. Next time you go to post, what I want you to try is take a screenshot of the video on YouTube. Okay. When you go to Facebook, upload that as the photo for your post. Okay. Write your blurb. And after your blurb, in parentheses, put you know a uh, link to the interview in the comments. Okay. Or a link to interview in comments below or whatever. Yep. The moment you post it, add that comment, paste in the link there, and it will kind of yep translate into the thumbnail and all the details of the video. Yep. But I, I've come to learn that Facebook does like comments. No, Facebook doesn't. I mean, yes. Oh, Facebook doesn't like YouTube. Facebook doesn't like any other website. Right. So in the main content area of your post, when you're putting the link there, it's a signal to Facebook saying this post is linking away, you away from us. So my uploading a photo and having nothing but pure content and maybe your tags there it's a very yep. pure organic post that you're making yeah and then you add you sneak in the link to go away in the comments section so that the hope is your post gets full algorithm privileges totally and it will be shared or penetrate your database more so try that i'm in that for me has worked really well in getting more exposure on my post because we all know it's terrible out of the box right <laughs> <laughs> But you'll you learn as you go. I, that's a that's a great tip. I'm in. I'll cool. let you know. I'll check it out for 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 number four when I'm back for fourth. That's right. We'll, that's right. we'll hear about those results. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. So what would be? We'll wrap up here, and I appreciate this. I, I'm pretty sure today is Giving Tuesday. 
Cool. And I didn't I, know that, but I'm in. You're giving us a lot here. So I appreciate my, it. That's always my intention, Sean. So what would you say to someone who has authored a book? Yep. They know they should be making an effort to guest on podcasts. Yeah. They haven't started yet. It's kind of this big unknown territory. I think today you've done an incredible job in kind of mapping out the process start to finish, which is awesome. Yeah. So what would be your guidance for them if they were like on the one yard line to taking action? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's, it's simple and it's easy. It just takes time and it takes uh, intention and follow through. And so I say that in the sense, if you have a, if you're an author, so the first thing on the one yard line, it feels like, oh, I got a job or whatever you're doing. I don't want to say I have time to sit down Facebook all day. I don't have time to, to uh, go to pod it, go to these different, go to pod match. Um, you do have time. You're just probably spending it on Netflix or you're spending it doing other things. Or your and, day job. Uh, yeah. Or day job. But you, but that's what I'm saying. Even if you, even if you have a day job, yeah. there's other time that, that yeah. you could be like, I mean, if you, you haven't made a priority it, in your schedule yet make it a party. It's easy to do. It's, it's copy and paste, right? So you set up a, you set, and we can get into, this is a little bit deeper in the details, but have a bio on one, on one screen or one side of the computer, you you copy and paste it. And then you're going to go and it says, it says, Hey, my name is Ryan Stanley. I'm a, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. Uh, I've been a certified coach, whatever, since this, I have a little, little blurb. Uh, I'm looking to guest on this type of thing. I'm excited to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts or so whatever it is that you just, you just copy and paste it. You go on to the Facebook groups and you just look for group, look for a post that or something that I would want to be on this. Yes, I'd want to be on that. And just comment all day long. Then look for the response. And then you, you also have to like be open to like a lot of emails and, and like back and forth scheduling your time. And sure. so I don't know if I really answered your question as much. I'm just letting you know, it's not difficult. It just takes time and consistency. And so if you're right. willing to put in, spend it and, and know that you're not necessarily, it's not going to happen in a day, a week. It might happen, you know, it took me a month, right? Of just constant, like every day, spending some time somewhere on one of these, these platforms. Uh, maybe an hour a day, whatever it was, uh, to get to, to, and then they start to add up. And then, and I just like anything else, then to my point earlier, that people started reaching out to me, right? So it'll start to take care of itself. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Ryan, have you ever thought about like making a course? Uh, I, any stuff? I have thought about it. And like I said, some of these other details. Um, so yes, is the short answer. And so maybe we will we'll put that together and, and, and put it out there for the masses. I'd be interested in enrolling in that as a student because I I mean your results speak volumes. They they, they speak for themselves. Yeah. Thanks that, for saying that, man. Over the past few years, uh past few months. I mean, that, yeah. that that's amazing. That's incredible. So I'm following in your footsteps. I'm and chasing you're, you're rocking it, man. I love it. <laughs> All right, my friend, thank you so much for doing this. This is so much value for our viewers and listeners. This is incredible. So thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thank you as always for having me. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. All Cheers, right. everybody. Thanks, Ryan. All right, Sean here again. Wasn't that an awesome conversation? Just want to say thanks again for joining us this week. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can catch all future episodes. Take care and remember to make it a great day.